0: Genesis, chapter 12, and reading from verses 1 to 7, and it's about the call of Abraham, one of the early uh, men of God in, in the Bible, and very significant for us all. <clears throat> so the Lord has said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives and your father's fa- family, and go to the land that I will show you, and I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous and it will be a blessing to others I will bless those who bless you and curse you curse those who curse you and to treat you, treat you with contempt all the families on earth will be blessed through you <clears throat> so abram departed as the lord had instructed And Lot went with him. Abram was seventy-five years old, and when he left Haran, he took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, and all his wealth, and livestock, and all all the people he had taken into his household at Haran. And he headed for the land of Canaan. When they arrived in Canaan, Abram travelled through the land as far as Shechem, there he set up a camp beside the oak of Morah. At that time, the, uh, the area was inhabited by the Canaanites. And The Lord appeared to Abram and said, I will give this land to your descendants. And Abram built an altar there and dedicated it to the Lord who had departed and who had appeared to him. After that, Abram travelled from south and set up camp in the hill country of Bethel to the west and Ai to the east. And there he built another altar and dedicated it to the Lord. And he worshipped the Lord. And Abram continued and travelling uh, south through the stages towards the, ne- the Negev. So May the Lord bless to us through reading from his word. <clears throat> Thank you, Laurie.
1: Okay, good morning. Uh, as I say, for those who are here for the first time this morning or who are forgetful, uh, my name is Nick. Um, and it's my pleasure to be the uh, pastor here at Yas Community Baptist Church. And so uh, welcome to everyone this morning. Uh, so this morning we're continuing our series uh, called Hold Nothing Back. Uh, So I'm going to pray, uh, and then we're going to launch into uh, the message this morning. And so, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for uh, the Old Testament, the New Testament. We thank you for Genesis all the way through to Revelation. We pray that you would give us wisdom and understanding as we look to it for guidance. And we pray this morning that we wouldn't come to your word and go away unchanged, but that we'd be transformed by it that we'll be shaped by it from glory to glory into the image of Your Son, Jesus Christ. And so it's in His name we pray. Amen. And so so far in this series, Hold Nothing Back, we've been digging into our our vision theme for the year, which is All In. And so this series is about what are the things that hold us back from being All In for Jesus? What are the things that, uh, that we hold back from giving ourselves fully to Jesus. And so in the first week we talked about uh, no cost been too high, about making that decision in our heart before we face the costs that, that we will uh, make that call in our life that no cost will be too high for me to be all in for Jesus. And then last week we, we explored the idea of turning back that, that we need to kind of, as Elisha set fire to his plow, his old career and in industry in a sense to follow the call of god that we need to to make a definitive line in our life in a sense to to say goodbye to the old life and and stepping in uh to the new life fully and so this week we're exploring this idea of no matter where no matter where and, and so the question i want questions i want us to start to ponder this morning as we begin to think about this idea of of being all in for jesus no matter where he leads us is where are you going what is your plan? How far is your life mapped out ahead? Some of us won't know what this afternoon holds, but but some of us will have a strict by the minute 10-year plan. Maybe drawing it to extremes, but, but where are you in, in your need to know where you're going is what I'm trying to get at. And the question that flows out of that as we explore a couple passages this morning is, will you follow... God, even when you don't know where you're going, will you still follow God, even when you don't know where this whole thing's going to lead? Even when He leads you to a place that you're like, "I am not sure about this." The, the, the Psalms talk about going through the valley of the shadow of death. Will you follow God, even when it goes through hard pla- when He leads you through hard places? Will you follow God when you don't know where you're actually going in life? For some of us, that sounds exciting not knowing where we're going. For some of us, that's, that's a terrifying thing. Uh, in a moment's time, we're going to jump into this passage that Laurie read for us uh, about uh, Abram, or let's get this out of the way. He's called Abram there. Later on, he becomes Abraham. That's another story, but we're talking about Abram, Abraham, same person. But we're going to get to that story in a moment. But, but before that, I want to jump into the New Testament into another place of one of these calling of people to follow Jesus no matter where he's leading. And so this is, you know, over a thousand, about 1,800 years, give or take, you know, a few centuries, we can't be that accurate about these kind of things, but after Abraham. And so Jesus is, is walking beside the Sea of Galilee, it tells us in Matthew chapter 4, 18 to 20. It says, as Jesus is walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. In the next two verses, we see Jesus continue walking along. And it says, going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, Zebedee, not Jebedee, sorry, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father preparing their nets. Jesus called to them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. And so both sets of brothers, Simon and Andrew, James and John, we're going about their family business. They were fishing. They were casting nets, or they were tending to their nets. They were in the boat. They were going about their day-to-day lives. It's, if you're a teacher, this would be your teaching. If you're a, a coffee roaster, you're at the roastery. If you, you know, I'm not going to list everyone's job, um, but if you, if this is just imagine yourself going about your daily job. You're at work, and Jesus comes by. And, and as you know, this might seem, as we read it in Matthew, like this is the first time they've ever seen Jesus. That's not the case. If we read the other Gospels, we know that they've encountered Jesus, they've had some interaction with him uh, before this moment, but they haven't been called to follow uh, as disciples. But but they're going about their daily business. You're going about your daily business, and Jesus walks by and simply says, "Come, follow me." And he says, "I will make you." Fishes of men, as, as uh, it's often translated or in this translation, I will send you out to fish for people. The thing is, that's pretty light on the details, isn't it? Simon, called Peter, his brother Andrew, James and John, they have not got the information there that gives them a 10-year plan of what the, the next stage of their life is going to look like. They've not given any information about the, the, the destination or the path or the process. Jesus just makes like a pun about what their job is, fishing. Follow me and you can fish for men, I guess. Uh, there's a bit more force to it than that. But, but the point is, it's light on the details. Yet, we're told that, if we go back, if we're told that Simon and Andrew at once left their nets... And followed him. We're told that James and John immediately left their boats and their father and followed Jesus. Come follow me. This isn't just the call that that Jesus gave to four people. He called others to follow Him. But it's not just the call that Jesus gave to His first 12 disciples. It's the call He gives to all of humanity. Come, follow Me. See, Jesus was light on the details, but, but for Andrew, for Simon, for, for James, and for John who they were following was more important than where they were going. Who they were following was more important than where they were going. And so when Jesus calls to us, come follow me, he's inviting us to embrace that truth as well, that that who we are following is more important than knowing exactly where we're going. And I'm not talking about you know that, that assurance of salvation. We know where we're going at the end of all of this. We're going to spend eternity in the manifest glory of God when we put our trust in Jesus. But, but I'm talking about our life. We're called to follow Jesus. Come follow me. And we need to embrace the truth that who we're following is more important than knowing exactly where we're going. Because we don't always know where we are going. Who's ever had like the 10-year plan or even the five minute plan? And then five minutes later they're they're completely somewhere else than they were planning on being. And I'm not just talking about Jesus leading us somewhere, just you know, the scripture says the Lord, uh, people make their plans, but the Lord directs their paths. That that there's this sense of plan. Planning's not a bad thing, but but be prepared for that course alteration along the way. And so Jesus says to us simply, come. Follow Him. And if we're going to be all in, if we're going to hold nothing back, then it's a call to follow Him no matter where that leads us. And so Moses, sorry, Moses, Abram, Moses is a good guy too, but Abraham's who we're talking about this morning. So Abram's kind of like this example, 1,800-ish years before Andrew, Simon, um, James and John, of, of this following the call of the Lord without really getting much detail about uh, what's going on. God says to Abram, go to a land I will show you when you get there. And so as Laurie read for us, we're, we're told in Genesis 12 verse 1, the Lord had said to Abram, go from your country, your people, your father's household to a land I will show you. So as I already said, Abram is a great example of this, just simply trusting God and following. But he's called to leave his country, his people and his father's household. This is is God essentially saying, in in other words to Abram, come, follow me, leave country, leave your people, leave your father's household behind. He's saying go from everything you know and, and it's hard for us to comprehend the, the level of connection that ancient people had with these things, with country, with people and with family. It's hard for us, modern individualistic Westerners, to comprehend how those things were so much a person's world. I mean, we'll, and this is not right or wrong, I'm not critiquing any culture here, but we'll get a great job opportunity and leave all that behind going, oh, I'll get paid more if I move to Brisbane, let's do it. We don't have that, you know, we, we like our family, we might like where we live and we might have our people and, and, and there's, a, there's a grieving in leaving that, but, but we don't really have in our culture this concept of how deeply connected Abraham Abram would have been to country, land and people. We don't we don't therefore have a understanding of how deep a rending of Abraham this would have meant. This is not, oh this sounds like a good job opportunity. This is essentially unprecedented. Even for nomadic people that, that some suggest that Abraham's family were nomadic and and, and if we read further up the page Uh, his fathers had already started moving, but even for nomadic people that wasn't like individuals travelling around, that was whole people groups moving together. And so this is a deep breaking of every cultural norm for Abram. Where is he going? God simply says to the land I will show you. Are we seeing a pattern here? God seems to be sometimes a little bit light on the details when He's leading us somewhere. Not always. But for Abram, God too is a little bit light on the details to a land I will show you. So like Peter, like Andrew, Peter's the other name for Simon, like Simon, Peter, Andrew, John and James, they're called to leave everything behind to follow God. I remember um, a time in my life where, in our life, our family life, where um, I was a a pastor on the team at a church called Grace Point in Sydney. And um, I've been there for several years and I had never imagined being a pastor of any other church. I was there. I was going to wait till the senior pastor retired uh, and then I would be the senior pastor. And many in the church... I would say most people in the church also presumed that that would be what would take place. I'd gone to that church for a long time before I'd become a pastor and went to Bible college while I was there and, and had gone from a student pastor to been kind of the um, you know, second behind the senior pastor in leading the church and full time. And, but then we came to this place where, where we just really felt in 2013, towards the end of 2013, God is leading us to be somewhere else. We had no idea where. We certainly didn't think about Yas whatsoever. All I knew of Yas was this um, sign from McDonald's that, uh, when you read it wrong, said something funny about a donkey and what time the donkey opens. I, I don't get it, but I saw it on Facebook. Um, someone can explain the joke to me later. But but we felt so strongly about this that that at the start of um, 2014, in fact, so that was the end of 2013, at the start of 2014, I I, I felt like to be honourable to my role there, I needed to go and tell my boss that we would be leaving. And it was one of the most awkward notice givings ever. It was was essentially, we feel really called that at some time this year, we'll be leaving to go somewhere that we don't know about at some point. (laughs) And so that wasn't like, we we didn't have a vision of God coming to us um, and saying, go to a land, I will show you. But but we had this real sense that we were called to move on and we didn't know where we were going. But we um, chose to be faithful to that and to step into that. I'm sure there's others here and uh, I know of one testimony that, that someone shared of having a dream that they, they were settled at where they were living but they, they, they had this dream they felt was God about they need to pack their house and so they started packing their house. I'm not going to name the name because I haven't asked permission to, to share that this morning but it's fairly public. Uh, and, and so they did that. They stepped into starting to pack their house without knowing, without even knowing they were moving apart from having this dream that they felt strongly was from God. The end story is of that testimony a couple days later, they got a phone call saying, can you come and move uh, to this ministry? Will you follow Jesus all in, no holding back, when you don't know where he's leading? you. And so Abram's story goes on. That wasn't all that God said to Abram. He said, go to a land that I will show you when you get there, you don't really know exactly where you're going. But what he did say to Abram was, I will make you a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and, I will be, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you I will curse and all people on earth will be blessed through you. And so Abraham isn't given the specifics of the journey. He's not told exactly where he's going or how to get there. But he is told that he has a destiny, and that if he goes, if he follows, he will leave a legacy. See, Abraham's told his legacy is that from him will come a great nation, that from him others will be blessed. And see, the thing is that, that we can grab hold of this story when we don't know where God is leading us. We can grab hold of the truth that that legacy trumps knowing the location. Legacy trumps knowing the location that God is leading you to in this life. See, so God doesn't call us... To, to uproot or to move or, or to go somewhere else or to step into a different job or, or to shift something about our life. He doesn't call us to do that arbitrarily. He calls us to do that because in doing so, we'll leave a legacy. It will leave an impact that will flow beyond us. God doesn't always give us clear destinations, but He calls us into a destiny. And so Abraham's, Abraham's destiny was that others would be blessed through him. That not just would he move from one place to another and have a nicer view of the Mediterranean and and have slightly better working conditions and 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 and, and prosper and be blessed there, but but his destiny was to step out to follow into the unknown and the destiny that would flow from that would that he would be a blessing to others, but not just some others, just a few people along the way, but that in His stepping out, all people on earth would be blessed through Him. It's through Abraham that, that the nation of Israel was born. It's through Abraham that, that ultimately Jesus Christ, our Savior, is born. That, that all of the world, all of humanity has the opportunity to be saved through one name and that's through Jesus and that came initially from Abraham choosing to follow. Leaving a legacy trumps knowing the location. Being called into a destiny trumps knowing the exact destination. See, Jesus doesn't give us all the details because He calls us into legacy and destiny not location and destination. And so like Abraham, when when he chooses to step out, it impacts the entire human history. When we choose to step out, it impacts others as well. We, we don't all have the same place in the, the salvation history told in the Bible as Abraham did. But the principle remains that when we choose to follow it brings blessing for us and blessing for others. When we choose to follow Jesus, it brings blessing for us. In in John chapter 10, 10, Jesus says, I have come that you might have life and have it to the full, abundantly, overflowing, blessed. There are hard times in following Jesus, and we've talked about some of that over the last few weeks, but, but what overwhelms the hard times is the abundant Blessing the fullness of life that we're called into when we follow Jesus. We don't know the exact 10-year plan always when we step into following Jesus, but we can trust and know that when we follow Him, we'll have blessing in our life. Because He has said, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy in John 10.10, but I have come that you might have life and have it to the full, abundantly overflowing, blessed. One of these people that were, were fishing, uh, Peter, or Simon is his other name. Later on in Matthew's gospel, we we read about him coming to Jesus, and um, Jesus has just said some stuff about um, you know having to give up everything to follow him. And in in Matthew chapter nineteen, Peter comes. Uh, kind of reflecting back on this moment where where he left the, the nets behind and chose to follow Jesus. And so in Matthew 19, uh, verse 28, we, we um, sorry, I'll start at verse 27. Uh, it says, Peter answered him, that's Jesus, we've left everything to follow you. What then will there be for us? Peter's reflecting back, Simon Peter's reflecting back on that moment of, uh, we left it all behind we didn't know where we were going we left it all behind to follow you what is there there going to be for us and jesus said to them i tell you the truth at the renewal of all things when the son of man sits in his glorious throne you will you who have followed me will also sit." on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last and many who are last will be first. And so Jesus is saying, when you follow me, you will be blessed. Other translations, other, other gospels of that same message say, in this life, and in the life to come. Following Jesus means there will be blessing to your life when you step into that unknown. But just as 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 Abram stepping into the unknown meant blessing for all people on earth, our stepping into the unknown, following Jesus, I don't mean just jumping off random cliffs, but but when we follow the call of Jesus to follow Him wherever He leads us, that means blessing for other people. That means that we will leave a legacy that blesses others. The impact of, of Andrew, of Simon, of James and John and the others, the early believers, the early disciples, the impact of them choosing to follow Jesus when He called them has flown down to bless generation after generation across the entire globe to us. I don't mean as we're the the focal end point of that. I mean that we're included in the blessing that has come from Andrew and Simon leaving the nets behind and following Jesus. We're we're included in the blessing that has come from James and John leaving their boat and their father behind and saying, I'm going to follow Jesus wherever this thing goes. We're included in the blessing that has come from, from Abram Choosing to leave country and people and father's household behind. As I've said, we, we don't necessarily have the same place in salvation history as these people, but but the truth remains that when we follow Jesus into the unknown, we can't comprehend the blessing that will come for others from that. We may see that blessing in our own life. But I want to encourage you to look beyond your lifetime this morning and and think about generations to come. Think about the impact that your simple choice to follow Jesus, no matter where He leads you, will have on on, on your own family line. Of course, each of those people need to make their own choice to follow Jesus, but but that's so much easier (laughs) when you walk in a, a family line, it's not universally perfect. I'm not saying that. That you know, If you follow Jesus, your, your children's salvation is guaranteed. But, but it, my testimony is that, that my parents were kind of culturally Christian, but their choice before I was born to go, no, we're all in for Jesus. That's created a, 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 an ease for me to choose to follow Jesus that so many friends haven't had. And so your choice to carve a path for those that follow you can have impact for generation after generation of your only family of your own family line. But it but it goes beyond that. See, so we don't just stand in the blessing of of Abraham's choice to follow, of James, John, Andrew, and Simon's choice to follow. We stand in the blessing of generation after generation after generation after generation of people who have said, "I will follow." Jesus wherever He leads, even if it's across the seas to Australia, even if it's to this little town called Yass, even if it's to establish a church, even if it's to build a building that can house that church, we stand in the blessing of generation after generation of people who've said, I choose to follow no matter where He leads. So what I want you to do this morning is imagine, just imagine generations to come. Your own family line and beyond that. Just imagine what path, what blessing that you could carve out with your choice to follow for others here now and to come. Because I don't believe we can overestimate the impact of I don't believe that it's possible to overestimate it because I believe the impact of you choosing to follow no matter where can have boundless blessing for more years to come, for more people than we could possibly comprehend. Jesus called his disciples with that fairly ambiguous call of fishing for people. And through their journey of following him, they grew to understand that, that that was not just a pun on their career, but but a calling into a destiny and a calling to leaving a legacy. So I want to encourage you that, that when Jesus calls you, come follow me. For you too, it's a calling into a destiny and a calling to leave a legacy. So in our journey of of that ambiguous, we're going to leave, Grace Point was the name of the previous church, some stage this year at some point to where we don't know where. Um, A man named Peter Rensselaer called me and I'd never met Peter Rensselaer before and uh, he said... Uh, I'm from Yas Community Baptist Church. I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking, we're looking uh, for a pastor um, uh, and we're just, you know, we've been given your name and we're wondering if you consider that. And I said, oh, well send me the email of the details and and um, yeah, we'll think about it and pray about it. Uh, the phone turned to my wife and said, yes.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I'd never been, I hadn't actually ever been to Canberra at that point. It was a, it was an unknown land to me. But it was only after we received the email from Peter and the search team and, and, and started to read that, and we're actually on holidays in Melbourne after a conference at the time and reading through it, we started to feel not just a call to leave where we were, but, but a more specific call to be where we are now. And the more we explored that and the more we wrestled against that, the clearer that sense of calling came. Now, I believe our step into the unknown has been a blessing for us, but I do believe, and I don't want to make a big thing, but I do believe it's been a blessing for others. I don't say that to to lift myself up this morning, but more to be an example that when we choose to follow, even into the unknown, even to the place where we're like, yes, yes, is there anywhere better, God? (laughs) We discover that actually, this town is almost perfectly designed for, for us. It's been such a blessing to us. But we also find a place where we can be a bigger blessing to others than we were where we were before. Stepping into a destiny trumps knowing the destination. When Jesus says, come follow me, it's about destiny, not about specific destination. As for us, as it was with that step into the unknown and then that more specific call to yes, we we read on as as Laurie read for us this morning that as Abraham steps out and follows the, the, the call of to a land, I will show you when Abraham sets foot in the land, God says to him, Your descendants are going to have this land. And so when we step out and and follow, the the destination does actually become a little bit clearer, but but what I want us to grab is that, that stepping into a destiny trumps knowing the destination. And Jesus calls us to destiny more than he calls us to destination. Leaving a legacy for generations trumps knowing the location. And so will you follow Jesus? I don't just mean will you make a decision in your life to believe into Jesus and and trust Him for your salvation. I mean, will you follow Him in a way that's all in? Will you follow Him in a way that, that holds nothing back, that That when you're about your day job, when you're working away and you can't imagine being anywhere or doing anything but what you're doing, will you follow him when he says, come, follow me? Will you step into the unknown, trusting more in the one who leads you than the location that you're going? Will you step into the unknown, believing that Jesus has a destiny and a legacy for you, even when you don't know the destination or the location? Will you go? Will you follow? Can I encourage you, if you feel in your life either before this morning or this morning or in the days to come, if you feel the Lord calling you, Follow me. If you feel God putting dreams in your heart and mind, thoughts and ideas about what it would look like to follow Him that are are outside anything that you've ever thought before or or hazy and, and not clear, but you know they're from God, can I encourage you, don't wait until you've got all the details before you take that first step. Will you follow Jesus? no matter where he lives. Our worship team are going to play and sing a song for us this morning. Uh, and what we're going to do now is, that if you feel a stirring within you, whether that started this morning as we unpack the scriptures or whether that's been on your heart for years, months, days, seconds, whatever it is, or even if you're just like, I don't know what, but I just want to make that declaration. I just want to follow Jesus. Um, so I'm going to ask everyone to sit, but if that's you, I want you to stand up. And so as the, the worship team uh, sing this song over us, uh, then we're going to come back and we're going to commission, as we've done before. We're going to commission everyone else to be the ministry team. And we're just going to pray over those who feel... Uh, specifically this morning, that tug that that pull come, follow me so father as we as we soak in the words of this song this morning as we turn our hearts towards your spirit, I just pray that you would stir in us that we would all hear those words come follow me. but father I pray that you would especially, Stir in those that this morning you're calling to step out into something new, into a country, into a land, whether that's literal or or metaphorical, or just stir in the hearts of your people this morning that they would hear that, come follow me. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's just sit and soak in this song, and if you're feeling that call, just stand up as, as this song plays.
2: You call me out upon the waters, the great unknown, my feet may fail. And there I find you in the mystery, in oceans deep, my faith will stand. I will call upon your name And keep my eyes above the waves When oceans rise My soul will rest in your Grace abounds in deepest waters. You saw.
1: your arm. And I just feel like some of us this morning are perhaps, oh, but God's calling me into something that I don't know how to do. Oh, it's, yeah, maybe five years ago. It says in, in Genesis 12, verse 4, So Abraham left as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. Abraham had no children. And was seventy five years old, and he was called to step out into the unknown with the promise that a nation would come from him. We're never too old, we're never too far past the call. We're never in a position where God can't make it happen. So, last opportunity, if you want to stand or raise your hand, you've been called into the unknown. Um, so, everyone else, as we've done before, we commission you this morning as the ministry team. Um, and so, if you're not yet standing, I encourage you to move to to one of these people who are who are standing, obviously we won't all do make it, but um, just want to make sure that there's some standing with each of the people who have stood this morning and and to pray for them, and the rest of us are going to pray. So gather around. There's a few people at the front here. You're allowed to move around in church. So gather with those standing.
0: Uh, if, If you don't
1: feel like standing or raising your hand, but 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 you're in that place of like oh I do feel that call then just just sit with God as as we pray and minister this morning. So if you're with those people, um, start praying for them. Um, if you're still in your, your seats, um, start praying. You can pray for the people standing. You can can pray for yourself. Just let's just have this time of praying this morning. Mm. And so, Heavenly Father, we pray that those who've said, I feel a call. We pray that you would give them courage and boldness and power from the Holy Spirit. And Father, I pray for all of us this morning that Perhaps we're in a season of preparation. Perhaps we're already on the journey. But I pray that you would lead us, that you would continue to call us, that you give us the grace and empowerment by your Spirit to continue to follow wherever you'll lead. As the worship team continue to play and as, as uh those uh standing with these who've sort of stood continue to pray, just invite you when you're ready to stand and and join the worship team in singing this song.
2: Spirit laid me.
1: Jesus may we each hear your call to step out upon the waters into the unknown to follow you no matter where may we each keep our eyes fixed upon you trusting that who we're following is so more important than knowing where we're going and may you call each of us into a destiny and to leave a legacy that blesses countless generations to come in your name we pray jesus
0: amen
2: if you've been blessed and encouraged by this message we'd love you to become a part of the Aspetus family Log on to ycbc.church to find out more.